Thank you for listening to the Hope City Community Church Podcast. We pray that your life will be forever changed by what you hear today. Our goal is to encourage, inspire, and challenge you to experience the real Jesus. Thanks for listening. Now let's tune in. Well, good morning, church. I feel like if we left right now, we'd head church, huh? Well, I love, I love when we come together, man. The Lord is so faithful just to do unique things. Uh, let me give you some good news, uh, as if there's any bad news. It's all good. Uh, the good news is, is that we had 936 people in attendance last weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a that's an all-time attendance record. Um, can I tell you though, that number does not bother me or scare me. God's going to bring many more to the house. Um, what excites me the most is that 32 people in the adult services gave their life to Christ. Yeah. yeah. So, so we had 32, I raise their hand in here, and then in the kids, we had more kids than we've ever had. We had 60 kids raise their hand for Christ last week. So that's, uh, that's pretty incredible. So, <clears throat> um, Boy, I just, God just pours out his goodness, and, and we're so grateful just uh, to, to see it. I mean, you, you, every week we come, and God's goodness is just, just overwhelming. And so um, I thank you all for being here today. Uh, we're going to continue this series called Seasons, and today uh, we're going to go from winter, where we were last week, we're going to kind of shift into spring. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 says, There's a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. Uh, Nora and I had a chance to go out, uh, Wendy and I a few years ago bought some land and, uh, uh off of Lake Silver Road and, uh, we're building a house and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just grateful. I, did you ever just look up and just realize God's goodness, right? And, uh, and Nora yesterday, she just wanted some daddy time and Wendy was taking Maddie to look for a dress for some prom or something, which y'all just rebuked the devil of boys away from my daughters in Jesus' name. <laughs> <laughs> and all the daddies said, amen. Uh, <laughs> ooh, it's getting real in my house. It's getting real. Uh, but uh, Nora said, she said, dad, I just want to go to Chick-fil-A, maybe do a little fishing. I said, this is a God-given thing in you, child. That's what I love to do. Eat fried food and fish. Are you kidding me? This is, this is too good to be true. Well, so we went by Chick-fil-A. Uh, went and got us some crickets at Ace Hardware, and we went out to the pond there on the land, and, um, and something changed. See, I've been walking the land every few weeks to, you know, see how the house is coming along, and, and I walked it a few weeks ago, and man, there wasn't a whole lot going on. You'd walk through the woods, and uh, there were vines and trees and everything, but the leaves weren't really fully blooming yet, and so you couldn't tell what was what. Yesterday was totally different. Um, we were walking and you would come across these vines that last week had nothing on them. And this week are covered in these bright red trumpet flowers. They're beautiful, just beautiful. And then you'd walk along and you'd see the blueberry blossoms starting to pop. And, and man, you'd, you'd walk on and, and there you'd see these daffodils coming up. I mean, it's just gorgeous. I mean, stuff's flourishing everywhere. And what happened is that spring has sprung. Spring has sprung. See, we've gone from the winter, which was a dormant season, where it's kind of hard to tell one thing from another. And when spring springs, when it does what it does, we're able to identify individual characteristics in the different plants and the fauna that are out there. 
And while I'm walking, I can't walk in the woods and the Lord not talk to him. Is anybody else that way? You just walk in nature and the Lord just speaks? Well, I was walking out there with Nora yesterday, and the Lord said it's the same thing happening in the church. We are shifting from a season of dormancy. And you're going to see new colors and new giftings begin to pop in the church. And in the spring, what is going to happen is, is, is what happened is began last week. That many people come to Christ, you're going to see some things begin to happen. So what's going to happen is we're going to see giftings begin to pop up and a unique thing about each and every one. Do you know each one of you are gifted uniquely? You're, you're gifted uniquely. You have a gift that maybe nobody else in this room has. But I promise you this, between all the gifts that are represented here for us to be a complete body. And we're going to talk about the gifts today because you can't talk about spring without the uniqueness of each flower coming forth. And in the kingdom, the spring is when each individual truly begins to blossom in the gifting that God has on their life. And the truth is, is you can't really shake it. You are the gift that he put on you. You have the gift. The Bible says they're without repentance. It means, baby, you can try, but you can't shake it. You have that gift, and God entrusted you with that gift. And so today, we're just going to take a quick look at spring. I'm not going to hold you very long, but I want to give you some understanding today. Um, okay, let me, about four weeks ago in the service, we, we, we just had a good time in the Spirit of God. And I got some emails from people that were wonderful emails, and they were confused, and they did not have understanding. And so today I want you to understand my heart is that I want, I want you to leave here with complete understanding of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And I don't want you to be afraid of something that's good. I said, I don't want you to be afraid of something that's good. And so I'm, I'm, I want to teach this in a way that it endears the gifts to you and warms them up because I believe God's word is true and that you have a gift. And if you're afraid of it, you won't function in it. And if you don't function in it, we may be incomplete as a body, and I don't want that. Man, I, I want everything God has for Hope City. Amen. Amen. So let's, let's, let's dig into the Word today, and listen, let's not take man's Word. Let's, get, let's go to God's Word. Amen? Let's see what the, what the Lord's Word says. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone's in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. How many of you are in Christ today? Yeah, yeah. You see, the flesh came with a curse attached to it. The gift of God came with a gift attached to it. So if you're in Christ, you're a new creation. I don't care what your past says. I know what your future says. Amen. Uh, Romans 6, 4 speaks to a, a newness of life. It says, we were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death. In order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Why am I pointing out this newness? Because for some of you, the gifts of the Spirit are going to be brand new. Maybe because where you went to church as a kid. Maybe because of some theology that was thrown your way. Maybe it was because somewhere in your past you saw the gifts used in a horrible way. 
And I want you to realize we're going to come at this from the Word of God. And we're going to, I, I, I promise you this, as your pastor, we will always maintain order in the house. Always. I also promise you this, that if God has it for us, we're going to walk in it. Amen. Okay, so let's, 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 let's dig into this just for a few minutes today. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 gives us a wonderful uh, uh, menu of the gifts. Uh, verse 7 through 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 through 11. It says, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Look at your neighbor and say, ooh, that's me. Look at your neighbor and say, you too, sucker. All right, now listen, watch this, watch this. That just told us that the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. You get a gift, you get a gift, you get a gift, you get a gift, you get a gift. If you, get, if you get a gift, raise your hand. Come on now. I see some hands not raised. You must be watching your phone and not your pastor. Huh? I'll take a gift, baby. I'll take a gift. I like presents. How many of y'all really like? I love getting presents. I ain't going to lie to you. I love it. I just love it. I love it. It says, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. It says, for to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healings by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. Uh-oh. 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 Let's be honest, let's just pause right there for a second. Just take a deep breath. Oh, preacher, talking about tongues. I'm talking about praying in the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about a spiritual authority that God desires for you to walk in. Now, if, 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 if me just saying the gift of tongues caused you to squeeze up just, just a little bit in your hind region... <laughs> Here's what I want you to do. Here, no, no, listen, 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 listen. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to begin to rebuke the devil out of your past. Somebody somewhere either misled you, lied to you, or abused the gift. You see... The gift of tongues is a warm and beautiful gift. And it's, to, and it's to be desired. But we have seen things abused in such a way that when we hear about it, we, oh, 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 oh. this ain't one of them churches, is it? It's one of them churches, one of them Bible churches, yeah. It is. It's one of them Bible churches. And so... We, 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 we tense up because it's connected to some sort of pain or confusion in our past. And that's okay. That doesn't scare the Holy Spirit. It doesn't scare me. Because I myself, man, I've had to work out all kind of theology over my years. Man, I was raised without grace even taught. I was so afraid of God that I would have never embraced him. 
But when you get in the word, it reveals him in a different way than I was taught growing up. And so now I'm able to run to him and call him Abba Father. So, so these gifts, these gifts are not to be feared. They're not, they're not scary. They are wonderful. And they are powerful. And they are able to bless us beyond measure if we will utilize them correctly. And so let, 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 let's, let's keep moving. It says, there's a gift of healings, the working of miracles, prophet, prophecy, discerning spirits to another different kinds of tongues. And we're going to talk about the kinds of tongues to another, the interpretation of tongues. But watch this. One and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. You see, the scariest part about this is when you are taught the wrong things and you stop desiring the gifts, you literally are pushing away his will. And so, again, I want to come at this in the, in, in the same way I would come to my children, I want you to understand this. Let me just attack the devil right off, right out of the gate. Let me just kick him right in the mouth. Some of you were taught the theology of cessation. That the gifts have cessated. That they are no longer functioning. That is a lie. It's not a mistake. It's not an accident. It's not confused theology. It's a lie from the pit of hell. And it's barring the Holy Spirit from getting gifts into people to reach more people. It's literally a roadblock of theology. Let's just, let, let's just, let me just swing at it a couple times and see if we can hit it. Cessation... The scripture they stand on says that all gifts have ceased once perfection has come. And so they're saying that once Jesus came, there's now no point in the gifts. Uh, okay, well, if you go read the context, what it's saying is once we are in the flesh with Christ, there'll be no need for those gifts. I ain't going to need a word of wisdom. I'll be with wisdom. Come on, somebody. I won't need healing. I will be with the great physician. Come on, somebody. Now, hang on, hang on. Don't, don't get me excited yet. I got more to come. I'm going to try to take it in easy today. Now, listen. If what they say is correct, then even the book of Acts is heresy. Jesus had been crucified, resurrected from the dead had walked on earth 40 days after resurrection. And then we get Acts chapter 2 in the upper room. The first time we see the gift of tongues ever activated on earth. So by that one proof, I could tell you the whole theology of cessation is trash. Now, if you want to go a little further, let me personalize this for you. Yesterday, Nora and I were fishing. And we caught some fish. 
and she slipped, and there was this root coming up out of the ground. She slipped, and she'll show it to you. She's proud of it. She's got a big old mark on her leg today. And man, you'd have thought somebody shot that child. Oh, God. I was like, hang on, God. I thought she'd been snake bit. I didn't know what happened. I'm running my line in, running toward her. And she goes, it got me. It got me. I said, what, baby? What? Well, I'm looking all over. And I look, and there's this huge gash on her leg. I said, what happened? She said, that stick got me. I said, all right. So I picked her up, and I set her up. We had a little side-by-side. I set her up on the side-by-side, and I poured some water on it. And I said, so did you want daddy to pray for you? Yes. So I let me pray for you. So I said, Lord, just take the pain away. Just take the pain away. Just, just be real to Nora. And so she kind of stopped crying. She said, it still hurts. I said, I know. I said, healing's unique. I said, you know what? I said, I promise you this. By this time tomorrow, you won't feel a thing. She said, why does it work that way? I said, because God loves us. And I said, sometimes the pain of the fall has got to last a little bit longer so we don't go near the stump again. Oh, hang on, hang on. Oh, my God, somebody needs to hear that. Somebody, somebody's in here wondering why they're still hurting over an ex and God's saying, because I don't want Mr. Wrong again. Y'all don't even realize that. So how do I know the gifts of cessation or, 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 or the theology of cessation wrong? If I'm a good father and I have the ability to take pain from my daughter and I don't do it, I have misused the word good. So if you say the gift of healing has cessated, you have just indicted God for either being weak or not caring. You choose. Take that trash of cessation and ball it up. Throw it in the closest fireplace you can find. Send it back to the fire from whence it came. The gifts of God are for today. Amen. God's goodness is still flowing. Yes. Here's another way we know. Does God change? Hang on. Does God change? All together. Does God change? He's the same yesterday, today, and? Okay. Did God ever heal? So does he still heal? I get so tired. When my preacher growing up said, we don't have those gifts anymore. Go ask David Gilry if God heals. If if God has healed you ever in your life, just raise your hand in this room. Just just find a hand, go ask him. Find a hand, go ask him. My Jesus is still in the healing business. devil, we rebuke you in your theology. In the name of Jesus, not in this house, not ever. Not ever. Hallelujah. Should have brought my reading glasses. 
All right, let's, let's break these gifts down real quick. I got, I'm not going to hold you long. I got to preach fast. They gave us a few individual gifts. There's nine total. First, a word of wisdom. The word of wisdom is a supernatural revelation by the Spirit of God concerning the divine purpose and the mind and will of God. Let me break that down for you. A word of wisdom. The gift of the word of wisdom is to be able to apply wisdom in ways that the world doesn't understand. It is the witty invention. It's why we see believers climb totem poles of Fortune 500 companies. It's, it gives you the application of the things that are unknown to most people. It is the word of wisdom. How about this, a word of knowledge? This is often referred to as the ability of one's self to know what God is doing for, through, or in someone else's life. All right? This is a, the one we used to say, somebody about to read you mail when you was growing up. If you was raised in a similar guy, you know what that means, and that was scary. Boy, you had somebody come and had that gift. They start working that crowd. Say, Lord, please don't tell them what I watched on TV last night. Please. <laughs> keep it a secret, Jesus. I'll get right. I'll get right. Don't tell them. Right? But see, that word of wisdom is to advance. That word of knowledge is to bring low. It's to realign. And, 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 and between those two gifts, we have perfect alignment to the Lord. It's where we're going this way and where we're going this way all at the same time. It's through time and where we're at right now. It's beautiful. Check this out. The gift of faith. This is my gift. This is my personal gift. It's defined as the special gift whereby the Spirit provides Christians with extraordinary confidence in God's promises, power, and presence so they can take heroic stands for the future of God's work in the church. Now hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. This scares my wife to death. I wish she was in here. She'll tell you. I'm going to tell you who else got the gift of faith. Craig Norwood, back there in the back. Wave, wave your hand there by Craig. Craig Norwood has the gift of faith. Me and Craig scare the rest of the board to death, don't we, Craig? <laughs> we get to talking. And you know what will never come up if somebody's got the gift of faith? I ain't worried about the price. I'm not worried about the interest rate. I'm not worried about what is and what ain't for sale. I'm not worried about what the doctor said. I'm not worried about what the bank said. I'm worried about what the Word of God has to say, and I choose to stand on that. All right? Now, it can be scary to other people. Because Wendy's like, well, what if you know, the interest rates are climbing? Maybe we take a break? I said, babe, we're going to move when God tells us to move. We, we, we operate on God's timing, not on the world's timing here. We might, I'll be honest with you. We might do some things that other people think is a little bit crazy. I'll never forget, I had a pastor friend call me. He said, man, I saw you bought some land. He said, your church eight months old. You bought 14 acres? I said, yes. He said, never heard of that before. I said, yeah, me either. He said, what, what made you do that? I said, faith. Faith. Can I tell you, a lot of y'all, you got amazing things waiting on you just on the other side of your faith. And you got to, you got to exercise fear out of the picture and you got to function in faith. 
Got to function in faith. Wendy would tell me that a little more fear might do me some good. Because <laughs> she don't, I, she's the one, her, Tim, Troy, a lot of the people on our board, Pastor TC, great. I think Pastor TC is even more like I am, more of a faith kind of guy. He's just more quiet about it. <laughs> Big faith, quiet, quiet. Until you get him worked up and then he just, boy, he, like a diesel engine. You get him going, you can't shut him down. <laughs> but here, here's the truth. All of these gifts come together. And we got balance, see? We got balance. See, good God, what would it be to have a, 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 a gift of faith without the gift of wisdom? Boy, you'd be dangerous. Be out here tearing stuff up. How about this? How about gifts of healing? This is the supernatural enablement given to a believer to minister various kinds of healings and restoration to individuals by the power of the Holy Spirit. This one's a little bit different than healings. This one is the working of miracles. The working of miracles is a supernatural occurrence that goes beyond our human scope of comprehension. In other words, when someone is operating in the spiritual gift of the working of miracles, they have the ability through the power of the Holy Spirit to bend the natural laws of this world. An example, Moses got his walking stick. God said, throw it down. Mm -mm. Throw it down. Huh? Throw it down. By the time it hit the ground, the mug had fangs. I'm going to tell you, you think I had faith, throw it down. Try picking it up. I just stepped out of faith. You better turn that mug back in the stick before I reach down there. I'll meet you halfway, Jesus. Some of us are prop it up against the wall or something. I'll get it. Next, the gift of prophecy. Prophecy is a special ability to speak forth the message of God. Oh, Lord, the gift of prophecy. We've got some people here that function in prophecy. This man right here, this precious man right here, Brother Gent. Just wave your hand, Brother Gent. This man is a prophet of God. He functions in the gift of prophecy. I can't tell you how many times he's encouraged me with a word that just, boom, came to pass. It's prophetic, just powerful. Powerful. Can I tell you, you can't function as a minister without a couple prophets hanging around. Well, you can't do it. Don't try it. Don't try it. You got to be able, you got to, be able to see what the devil's doing before he does it. Thank God for the gift of prophecy. Amen. Now, this next one, I believe every woman in this room has a touch of this. The discerning of spirits. <laughs> It's to understand or know something through the power of the Spirit. It includes perceiving the true character of people yeah. and the source and meaning of spiritual manifestations. Yeah. Man, how many of your wives have ever said, ooh, I don't quite feel right about that? Yeah. You better listen. And, and if, even if you're right, you're going to be wrong. <laughs> See, this gift, the discerning of spirits, is when your spirit is so tender and soft that if, if anybody, I mean anybody, just, just bump my hand, just bump my hand. Oh, oh, and then if I just, 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 oh, there's a tenderness there extra nerve endings or something. It's like that, 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 that a lot of us men, we've, 
we've toughened up. As kids, we're taught to just rub some dirt on it. But our women are taught to maintain this tenderness spiritually. And so I believe a lot of times we see this gift of discernment in women because it has masked and mirrored what's happened in the natural and the supernatural. Can I tell you, you better give God praise for the gift of discernment of Wendy Neal. My wife has this gift in bucket loads. I can't tell you how many bullets we've dodged because of that precious woman. I would not be here. You would not be hearing this message. I'm going to tell you, gentlemen, if you have a wife, she is your helpmate. You better pay attention. Better pay attention. Women don't use that too heavily. I love you, but I don't want to see your marriage counseling too quick. Here we go. You ready? You ready? Here's the boogeyman. Different kinds of tongues. Oh, Pastor Dome. Pastor Dome. Pastor Josh, please just let me let me think I'm in a church that don't mess with that. No, 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 I'm not gonna rob you like that. I'm not gonna rob you like that. And see another thing I'm not gonna do. A lot of these non-denominational churches, they they tiptoe around it. I'm on. <laughs> right in the middle of it. Why? Because there is something for you there. If you were starving and I didn't give you what you needed, what kind of shepherd would I be? Some of you have a gift and you're not functioning in it because there's a fear that's related to your past. And we got to work through that. We got to get through that. See, there's four kinds of tongues. There's four different kinds of tongues in the scripture. People are saying it's all speaking in tongues. No, there's four different kinds. There's two for public use and there's two for private use. And where people have messed up is they get them all discombobulated. And now we've got people screaming out in tongues over here while somebody's screaming out in tongues over here and nobody's interpreting nothing. And then we got sons over here singing in tongues. And then we got, and can I tell you, the knowledge of it a lot of times will clear it up. So let me just break it down for you. There's, there's two. The, 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 the two that are public Let's talk about those first. Uh, the first public gift of tongues is when you're actually speaking an earthly language that you don't know. Yes. Right? We see this in Acts chapter 2. Tongues of fire, we know the story. Hit them on the head and they step out on the balcony and they're proclaiming God in all different kinds of languages. And people from other countries walk up and they're like, hey, you're worshiping God in my language and these are not educated men. Where did you learn French, Peter? Where did you learn Chinese, Timothy? Where did you learn, right? And pretty soon, everybody's hearing God glorified in every tongue represented in the city. And that's the public use of the gift of tongues as a sign and wonder to the non-believer. Let somebody here not speak English. And you begin to worship and they understand every word coming out of your mouth, but nobody else does. Would that be a sign? Yeah. I guarantee it would be. Right? All right, how about this? The next public use of tongues is with the tag of interpretation. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 27 and 28. If anyone speaks in a tongue, 
Let there be two or at the most three, each in turn, not all at the same time, each in turn, then let one interpret. But if there's no interpreter, let him keep silent. Let him speak to himself and to God. Now, here's what's interesting. I was raised in the church where this happened from time to time. I hadn't seen it in a while. I pray to God we get back all the gifts. We're going to need it. Man, we're going to need it. We just need the gifts. Well, what would happen to explain to you this gift of tongues with interpretation is you would have somebody over here just begin to speak in tongues. And it would happen in such a way the rest of the crowd would just shut up. Just quiet. And this one person's voice would elevate above the crowd. And the minute they were done, I mean, within a few seconds, somebody would pop up and say, thus saith the Lord. And they would begin to quote a verse that was apropos to what was happening in our church at the time. You see, it's another thing I learned about the gift of interpretation. It will never contradict the word of God. All right. So with that being said, it says one person gets up, operates in the gift of tongues, maybe two, maybe a third, but eventually somebody's going to interpret. Okay. Now, just, just to go ahead and just get the cream off the milk. About four Sundays ago, we had a move in here. I ain't going to lie to you, man. The Holy Spirit was moving. It was great. And what we experienced was not the gift of tongues with interpretation. Let me tell you what we experienced. It's the first of the private gifts of tongues. The first of the gifts of private tongues is the gift of tongues for intercession. It is when you are praying in your prayer language for somebody else or in such a way that only God can understand what you're saying. Let me show it to you in the scripture again. This ain't me talking to you. This is the scripture talking to you. It says, uh, private uh, tongues for the, for the form of intercessions, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2, it says, For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit, they speak mysteries. This is the gift of tongues for intercession purposes. The other private is as a form of worship, people singing with the gift of tongues. I don't know if you ever heard that. That's a beautiful thing. Well, people just start to worship in tongues. That's gorgeous, gorgeous. Now, let me, let, me, let, me, let me go back to this intercession thing because I want to bring understanding to everybody. I had a lot of emails and texts. People just having confusion. What happened four weeks ago in here was people interceding in tongues. If, if it would have been the gift of tongues for interpretation, it would have been a whole different environment in this place. See, the Holy Spirit does not contradict himself and he will not speak over himself. So when you have people who are functioning in their prayer language, most times it's the gift of intercession. But every once in a while, somebody's voice will be elevated and it's without question 
you'll know that you know that we're getting a word. And then everybody else who's full of the Spirit begins to discern it's time to hush. And then that one person who's getting the interpretation begins to lean in. And when you are, you and I are hearing tongues, they're hearing clarity of the word. To the point to where they can't not say something. It'll be like a fire shut up in their bones. Because their gift is the last gift we're going to talk about. Well, one of them is the interpretation of tongues. This is the ability to translate a foreign or supernatural language into the language of the hearers. So, the interpreter. Great responsibility. Let me tell you why it's it's heavy. Because I have just a little bit of that gift. Just enough to tell if you lying. You can try if you want to. But you better know in this house. And let me tell you why you better know. Because this is God's house. We are going to reverence him and protect his sheep. Just the other night, night of worship, we had a guy try to take to the stage to tell us to, uh, we all got to get on our knees and beg forgiveness from God. I told him, I said, you can either, (laughs) you got some options. You ain't going to like neither one of them, sir. I said, first off, I'm the pastor of this house, and my spirit does not bear witness to what you're saying. I said, now you got two options. You can leave or you can sit down and hush. Put his head snapped back. I said, those are your options. What you want to do? I guess I'll stay. Have a seat. Continue. What he didn't know is that moments before he did that, the Spirit had played it like a movie in my mind what he was about to do. You ain't going to trump the Spirit of God. Baby, you ain't got it in you. You know how else? You're talking about Pastor Josh up there, man. He just talking, man. He ain't that spiritual. I can show you the text on my phone where I text Troy Peden. Tim. Just wave at everybody, Tim. That's Tim Berger. Tim, five minutes before he shot up, what I tell you? I said, this man's about to try to take the stage, didn't I? Can I tell you, the Holy Spirit will reveal things to you. And the main thing he tells me is how to protect this house. How can we benefit people for the kingdom of God? Now, hang on. I'm closing with this. Can I have just a couple more minutes? A couple more minutes. I know y'all hungry. Because I'm hungry. If I'm hungry, y'all probably starving. The gift. The gift. Rob, can, I, can you help me just for a second, Rob? Boy, blessed to have Rob, ain't we? Plays the bass. Looks all debonair while he does it. Come on, somebody. The hat man. Now, now Rob... Uh, is not your average everyday churchgoer. Rob is saved, yes, Lord. and he walks with the Holy Spirit, yes. right? And see, what happens is when you're saved, the Scripture talks about baptized in the Spirit, but then you get filled over and over. It's a continual feeling of the, a feeling of the Holy Spirit. It's wonderful. 
when you sometimes when you're feeling down spiritually, you just need to top off with the spirit. Okay, I'm not going to teach on that today. Boy, I, I should. We'd be we'd, we'd turn up quick. But see, the spirit is walking around, and this isn't exactly real because when you get saved, the gift's already yours. But for the sake of the day, let me show you how it works. You got the gift, and the Holy Spirit comes and he says, if you'll trust me, I'll activate that gift. And you, something changed in me. Something changed in me. I don't have fear like I did yesterday. This gift of faith has done blew up in me or something. I don't know what's happening. The, 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 the accusations of the wicked one don't bother me like they did yesterday. Right? Why? Because that gift was activated. Here's why 90% of people are afraid of the gifts. Are you ready? Because somebody in the past took the gift and said, it's my precious. Oh, where's your red box? God must love me more than you. I must be a little more saved than you. I must know God more than you know God. Sorry, Jen. And what they've done is they've taken the gift and they've used it for divisive purposes. And they've said, well, in this denomination, we are going to do this. Another denomination said, man, I, didn't, I wasn't taught that when I was a kid. So they said, get away from that red box, man. Get away from that red box. Tell your kids, stay away from that red box. Man, when you're teaching about red boxes, tell them it's scary. Tell them there's some real jerks over there messing with them red boxes. And the whole time, here's where the mis, the, 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 it got miscombobulated right here. The term gift is not for the person who receives it. It's for the church. You are not the recipient of the gift. You are the carrier of the gift. And we are to humbly bring our gifts into the house of God. Why? So that every need will be met. The scripture says it like this, so that the body will be complete. So here's what I ask you. Here you go, Rob. You can sit with that for a second. Thank you. Why have you pushed away from the gifts? What is it that happened? Who lied to you? Who, who scared you? Who was careless with their gift in front of you? You see, the truth is, is the Holy Spirit's going through here. He's like, please, somebody. And Hope City. I need some prophecy in Hope City. Would you please just, please just, okay, God, I got some. I want prophecy. I got to have somebody with a word of wisdom. Brother, please take this word of wisdom. Your body needs it. And the Holy Spirit is going. And he's saying, you've got these gifts. I just need you to activate them. 
I just need you to function in them. Why? Because the secret is that inside of each one of these is the manifested love of God. And if the gifts aren't flowing, the love can seem incomplete. You say, how? Because I'm discouraged and there's nobody there to give me a word. Because I'm sick and nobody's functioning in the gift of healing. And so we get an incomplete picture of a complete God. Because people have put down the gifts. I say not here. I say not Hope City. What about you? Huh? Why don't you stand up on your feet? I want to pray for you. Father, I thank you for the gifts. I thank you for the gifts. Lord, you're looking for a people who will function in the gifts. And they'll do it according to the word. And they'll do it with humility. And they'll give you the glory for it. Let that be said of us. Prepare us to function with every gift of the Spirit. Activate every gift in your people now. And Lord, for those who are still afraid, just be gentle and and do it in their time. You are the consummate leader. You would never ask us to step into what we're not ready for. So Lord, gently, as people step into it, activate their gifts. I thank you, Lord, there's therefore now no condemnation to them that believe. So even for those who are afraid, that's okay too. You're never gonna be more saved than when you get saved. Lord, for those who dare to step into the gifts of the Spirit, I pray that a new life, a new season would explode. That we would shift from winter and into the beauty of spring in your kingdom. Bless us and keep us. Be gracious to us and show us your favor. Make your face shine upon us and give us peace both now and forevermore. Cover us with the blood of Jesus. From the top of our head to the soles of our feet, I thank you that no weapon formed against us will prosper, not even the fear of what we saw in the past. You're doing a new thing. You're doing a new thing in us. It's springtime at Hope City. Allow the gifts and the unique gifts of God to just flourish and begin to prosper in our lives. Not for any pride, but for the edification and the strengthening of the body. I thank you, Lord, that the gifts will function here. Thank you, Lord. No weapon will prosper. I thank you, Lord, that you're going to give us overwhelming favor this week and bring us back next week with more wisdom and more of your word locked away in our heart. We'll give you the praise for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. God bless you. We love you. We'll see you next week. Thanks again for joining us today for the Hope City Community Church Podcast. 
We pray that what you've heard today will bless you until the next time we meet again. We hope you'll join us again soon to be encouraged, inspired, and challenged to experience the real Jesus. Take good care and God bless.